Blog Talk Radio.
more of a kind of boxed-in human experience. So how did you get started on this? Yeah, certainly. Um, well, uh, you could say that when I was a, a little child, uh, and I can't give you an exact age per se, um, let's say in the age, in the range of one to three years old, somewhere in that range, um, I recall um, my first recollection is of being awake, meaning that I was, I remember being in this tiny little body, and I remember like uh, having intelligence, like, you know, being there and saying, hey, you know, what am I doing here, and where am I, and what's going on, and you know, I was very tiny, and uh, I also remember I was filled with this absolute pure love. There was this beyond comprehension. I recall that as as well, and um, I just found myself in a, in a in a foreign sort of world, so to speak. And I, at that age, uh, one to three or whatever, or whatever you want to call it, I knew that this was not my home, and I knew that I was a child of the universe, and I knew. I had to figure it a way out of here because I was limited. I was limited in the physical body as as a child because I, my consciousness was connected to all that is. So I was literally a child of the universe, physically and spiritually, literally. So um, over the years, I you know clearly I had to accept where I where I am and what I'm doing here, and I um, decided that I'm going to you know find my way back home which was the source of this awesome magicalness that I, that I am. Um, so that led me on a journey to discover where I am, what's going on, what Earth's all about, and um, just learn, learn what's going on here. Because when I was a child, I saw things that were happening that was, blew my mind. I couldn't believe that people were, would do such heinous things to other people. It was just foreign to me. Um, just absolutely foreign, and, and it, it, it shocked me. And uh, I grew up, uh, age around, around the age of 10 or 11, I moved out of unity, cosmic consciousness, into what you call human consciousness, to one degree or another. I, I wasn't fully away from unity, but, you know, enough to call myself a human. And um, I just learned the ways. I learned the ways of what it was like to be a human, and I went through some crazy uh, tra- traumatic stuff, and I was a... Yeah, teenager, and I, I broke free of the cycle of um, fear and uh, hate and self-destruction around the age of 17, and I focused 100% on um, uh, being myself authentically and living in the source of truth and love. So for uh, 25, 22 years or so, 23 years, I've been just dedicated to... Uh, basically helping others and um, bringing myself beyond all and any delusion and suffering. And pretty much I've gotten to a point now where I'm, I'm able to show others how to um, uh, remove themselves from limitation and what you call the matrix. Um, basically showing others how to forget time so they can become timeless again. Literally. Immortal. So... That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> so what do you think is, as you are, are showing others how to live more enlightened or more from their spiritual side, what do you think is the, the most difficult thing for people to let go of? Um, 
attachment to things that they have proclaimed very meaningful to them. Uh, that could be many different things. Everyone has different things. Some people, it's – I would say for adults, I would say the idea of their children. Not that one has to let go of children or admonish them or anything in order to embrace uh, true honesty and love and freedom. However, um, when I speak about reality and, and if it's real or isn't real and is it a dream or not a dream, these sort of things, once I talk about the validity of reality, many parents get scared that, hey, my child's real. I'm not imagining it. You know, I love my kids. And they get all defensive. And this is not about, you know, your kids being an illusion and, oh, they're, they're, they're mean nothing or anything like that. This is about uh, reality and um, letting go of things that are not serving one so one could enjoy life more uh, fully. And some people are attached to things that are not serving them, and I'm not referring to their children, just in general. And these attachments are fear-based. They're, they're trying to hold on to a pleasure they have in their life because they think if they don't have that pleasure, they're going to suffer. And I'm talking about you know, addiction sex, um, you know, destructive uh, substances, uh, gambling, weird stuff, who knows? And so the whole point is people are just in a state of stagnation. They're, they're unafraid to move forward because they think the future holds pain for them. So they just want to hold on to everything they have now in order to prevent some imaginary future pain. So they're basically just living in a, in a box, afraid of the future and afraid of uh, you know, imaginary pain so they, just, so they never embrace the future. That's pretty much what's never, it is. And, and are never really empowered enough to change it either. No. They're just no. in their own imaginary world of suffering and pain, and yep. and they've boxed themselves in. And, yep. again, that, you know, mean? there's varying ways people have boxed, them, boxed, boxed themselves into their own imaginary world. And um, from my perspective, it, it it matters to me not how they've done it, because I can see it either way. I can see right through how someone has done it mm-hmm. at a moment's glance. And I could see the, how to resolve it. Um, and, I, you know, fortunately, I've, I've been granted that freedom to um, see through the veils of the human mind and emotions. So it's pretty much a, at a moment's glance, I could see where anyone is just literally at a glance. So right. it, there, there's no judgment there. It's just a matter right. of the truth being exposed. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, from my perspective, you know, things look, appear to be very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, however, from the perspective of um, being, you know, being an actor, being inside of the drama, we've all been inside mm-hmm. of drama and experienced mm-hmm. the craziness in our lives. It's, it, it's, it's another thing to be in the drama and out of it at the same time. At the same time, exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where I am, and and I'm not really affected by the drama. I'm I'm sort of here, observing it like a movie, 
and I'm kind of sitting back, resting on my lawn chair on a on a celestial beach, uh, absorbing all the celestial blessings and sunshine while I'm sitting here watching all the drama that Renee and the world is is going through. Not that the Renee is going through any drama, but you know the physical body is here interacting with other people and things. So they're right. kind of just watching, kind of like a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly what I so what does that look like? So what does that look like day to day? What are you doing that you see that is differently than someone who is not living in that in that reality or that space? So you mentioned getting people outside of time, um, not living in fear. So sure. for you, every day when people are, you know, they live their life by what time they have to be somewhere or how long it takes. You know, they're living within the. Sure. The confines sure. Kind of, of time uh, and they're planning for the future or they're thinking, you know, what does it look like for you to not live within the sure. confines oh, of time it's, and basically fear, fearing the future? Uh, big difference. And now, first of all, I just want to say something that the state of consciousness in which I am and which everyone is at is, even though there may be general uh, truths that may be exposed to someone at a certain state of mind or consciousness, everyone has their own unique take on it. So my unique, I don't want anyone to compare themselves to me, but rather just listen to me as a benchmark or a new reference point. Because not everyone is, not, maybe not anyone is going to experience exactly what I'm, uh, what I'm experiencing in my way. So that being said, um, okay, well, there's this, there's a... It seems as though, and I need to say this in order for you to understand what I'm going to say. Okay? So I'll just, okay. I'll just give you, I'll ask you one question so, so we can continue. Are you okay with that? Uh-huh. Okay. I just need to ask you a question about time and space right now, just so we're both on the, on the same page. Do you agree that each year is a new year, each month is a new month, each hour is a new hour, each minute is a minute? Each second is a new second. There's, there's always changing and moving, per se. you agree? Yes. Okay, and it's always new. Like yes. There's always something new being revealed each second, correct? Yes. Okay, so everything Great. is always new uh-huh. and, you know, unfolding. <laughs> now, if everything's always new and unfolding, that means there's never anything old. Ever. Okay? Because it's always new. And there's no past because it's always new and it's always now. Okay? And this is a fact. This is not, we can't dispute this. Okay? Just look around. Everything's moving. It's new. It takes one second to notice that. And it's always been that way. So we have a a hypnotic trance that seems to be uh, infiltrated humanity's minds in which they think that there's something called repetition, they think there's something called old, and they think there's something called the past, which is never, none of those are, have ever existed, ever and once in the history of creation. And there is no history of creation because everything's now. So mm-hmm. basically have a, a billions of people walking around in a trance with their eyes wide open, believing that there's this invisible world called the past, and there's a visible world that they can't even see. They can't even see it. They can't touch it, taste it, hear it, smell it. They've never even visited the past once in their life. 
no one has on this planet. And yet they believe in this invisible past more than the real, the real reality right now in front of us. So we basically have people walking around in a, in a self-deluded trance called the past that only they can see and, and holding the present moment hostage to conform to this imaginary idea they have in their head that only they can see. It's just delusion. It's crazy. It's just like it's. There's no words for it. It just makes no sense. So, in my perspective, um, because I'm focused on the now, which is the only thing that's really here ever. There's. I have access to to the now, which is infinite. I mean, I can't see an end to this beginning, to this moment. As I'm speaking, as the words are coming out of my mouth here. I cannot see a beginning or end to any moment. I just see things changing and moving. If I cannot see a beginning or end to any moment, then that moment must be unlimited. And if I exist in that moment to observe the unlimitedness, then I must be unlimited myself. Because I'm in the moment that is unlimited. So, from my perspective, my what you call my imagination or my perception, you know, when you walk around and you look at your eyes and you and you touch things and you you're out in what you call nature, um, and your perception is limited to your body. You know, you can't like fly at your body and go fly around the room or whatever. Most people can't. So for me, I don't have that limitation. There's, I'm not stuck in the bo- in in Renee's body. I'm there's a portion of me, you could say, um, operating the body and in the body, and the, the rest of me, you could say, is floating out in the universe, and not not even as one person. It's it's just an energy of a consciousness of unlimitedness. I could be any size, shape. I could be multiple. I could be a million things. I could be one thing. I could take any position, any viewpoint. I can go inside objects, outside objects. I could... I could be objects, I could be other people, other things, I could be the air, I could be a, you know, a kid in, you know, in gym class playing basketball, all while I'm talking to you right now in full consciousness. I'm just free. And it's amazing. It's like ecstasy each moment, <laughs> physically and, you know, and internally. It's just it's paradise. And it gets better each day, each moment. I would say better as in, you know, comparing. It's just it's it's a deeper level of of beingness of the infinite. And of the infinite love, infinite freedom and infinite wisdom. And I mean infinite. I could literally sit here and talk to you for the next six months and, and just not repeat anything. Because there's there's just that much <laughs> there's just infinite amount of things to talk about. And I have infinite imagination about those things so I can look at it from any angle I want without being attached to it. So it's just, it's just complete freedom and bliss. It's just amazing. And it's right here right now in front of all of us. It's right here. It's not in the future. Right. It's right here. Right. <laughs> so it's the, the issue is, is that when we're not living in the now fully and we have not fully investigated the now to see how it's working, or we haven't even investigated our own minds to see how our own minds work. I mean, come on, we're, you know, a lot of people I know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 year, earth years old, and they haven't even wondered how their mind works. 
Never mind investigate. Uh-huh. They don't even wonder how their mind works. And this is the same mind they use to navigate reality, to understand reality, to, to seek joy and love and pleasure. They don't even care how their mind works. That's like buying a car and not even caring how it works. You just get in and just start smashing things and just, I don't care. I'll kill people all day and smash people all day. I don't, care. I don't even want to learn how my car works. I just want to drive in, smash, and kill people. That's kind of what it's like. You just don't, they, don't, they didn't want to even learn how their mm-hmm. own mind works, which, which, which is their interface with, with reality. It's just, again, it boggles the mind. How could you not be interested in your own being, in your, how you work, how you are, what you right. are? It just, is, it just it defies all comprehension. And I understand that this is the divine plan of soul, of, of us individually to make our own choices, to experience what we want to experience. It just so happens many are stuck at a level of experience that is really not even experience. It's just dreamland. They're just sitting there dreaming up scenarios and not really having experienced back any of these stories up they're telling themselves. It's all, it's all the past. It's all dreamland. There's, there's nothing now about it. There's nothing new about it. It's all old, repetitive stories that mean nothing. So that's kind right. of what I'm looking at. <laughs> Simplify that. Question. <laughs> um, Aaron, Sean, I don't want to hog all the question. Question, gentlemen. Huh? No question oh, for me yet. I don't really have a question. I'm just sitting there listening to it. I'm like, wow, 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 yeah. wow, wow. Uh, it's, I mean, the illusion of the past is, I'm telling you, it is. It's got to be a good illusion to to trap people. It's got to be convincing. So. Yeah, the uh-huh. lords of illusion, of darkness, have they've done a good job. I mean, yeah, hats off. Right. I'm, I'm I, have a, I have a question. Sure. Okay, now we're, we're, we are um, going to talk about, well, let me rephrase. I'm trying to work this out in my head how I want to ask this question. But when, when people kind of come into the decision that they and, and the whole idea of consciousness or enlightenment, people have mm-hmm. several different ideas, but there are many people who are on what they consider a consciousness path mm-hmm. who put a lot of their energy and concern with, um, you know, I have to be a vegan and I have to eat organic food and look what Monsanto's is doing and we don't have, you know, we have to eat yep. GMO foods and they should label this and, Sure. And so they considered that having that awareness yeah. as a step or path in their consciousness. Do you consider that just another distraction? Does it, uh, on it's, it's, the grand scheme of things, we're not our bodies, do we I, give those things power just because it's something that we're worried or concerned about? Or is it, you know, something that we Something to legitimately be, legitimately be yeah. concerned about. Um, well, this, I'll answer that in a twofold way. Yes and no. It's on one level, it's an illusion. On one level, there's some relevance to it. So I'll start off by giving you the the relevance of it, and then the illusion of it. The relevance is that is that in the world of a okay. So I'm, I'm going to talk on two levels. I'm going to talk about the world of the past or the world of illusion right now. The world of humanity, the matrix. Okay. So for, within that matrix, if you're going to be in that matrix. If you are, yes, I would suggest 
to eat something uh, that, according to your belief system, is um, whether by someone else, which I wouldn't suggest, however, by yourself, to appreciate and bless the food from whatever source you imagine it comes from, whether it comes from you, whether it comes from a factory, or uh, someone caught some fish, or you pulled vegetables out of the ground to eat. Everything is alive. Everything wants to be, you could say, loved and appreciated for what it has to offer. So if 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 you are picked up by a UFO you know, in the middle of the night and you are transported into a, another planet and you don't know how to speak their language or anything. You're just around a whole bunch of beings and you don't know where you are, what you're doing. You're not going to be very productive as a being in the universe because you don't know what you're doing, where you are. You have no motivation. You are confused. There's Your real purpose is not being utilized. Okay? Now, let's just say these aliens, let's just say that you're a really good piano player and these aliens scooped you up, took you to the planet. They, they said, we want you to be the world's best piano player for all of us. And now you actually, they gave you a purpose. And you want to do that because you like doing that. And now you're, you're being appreciated for what you have to offer, for whom you are. So now you're playing piano and you're having fun and everything's all good because you have a purpose now. You, you, are, being, you are being told to shine. You're being given the, the, the appreciation, the... Uh, support to do what you want to do, and everything is uplifting. So whenever whenever you interact with any of your food, it wants to shine. It wants to show you what it what it can do. You know, it grew in the ground. It you know it spent you know, all all sorts of time absorbing energies, whether it didn't grow on the ground or not, whether it was manufactured in a, in a manufacturing plant or however, it still wants to be appreciated for everything it has. So when we appreciate it, all of our food, and say, hey, thank you for shining, for showing me whatever you have. I'm willing to accept all your blessings, all the wisdom you have to offer. Then the food becomes your best friend because you're now buddies. You're now partners in life, appreciating each other fully rather than just thinking, oh, it's food, and I'm going to eat it and fill my belly up and <laughs> watch TV, go watch big game of sports. No, it's about appreciating all of your existence. And when you do, all of existence appreciates you back. Pretty simple. Mm, okay. So okay. the food doesn't matter that much. It's more of your intention behind that food. And for me, in this state of consciousness, outside of the time and space zone, the food really matters. It doesn't matter anything. Uh, what really matters is your intention because your intention is going to draw certain foods to you that you like and that you you consider healthier. But that's only based on your intention, not on a decision based on fear. If your decision is based on fear to avoid chocolate or oh it's got too many calories, oh it's you know it's not gluten free or vegan. Then you're then you're doing the opposite. You're harming yourself because okay. you're looking at life as food, as an enemy. You're looking, you're you're judging God's creation as harmful and an enemy. So uh, your your food, you're gonna be doing the opposite. You're gonna be a vegan and 
and whatever, but you're actually harming yourself. You're actually harming creation by judging food, scaring. You can't go anywhere to eat because you're always worried about it. It's just a nightmare. I've, I've, I've done, the, I've done veg- vegetarian. I have a ton of friends who are vegan, and they can't go anywhere without worrying, complaining, freaking out over the right, right. It's just a joke, man. Right. You can't enjoy life that way. You cannot. Because you're always under, you're, the fear controls you. Food right. controls you. Right. Since when can something we, you know, that we control or produce, something that we've made, control us? That's like me painting a painting and then fearing what that painting right. can do to me. Yeah. Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are you, what are your feedback on that? It becomes a religion. It becomes a religion. It becomes you know. Yeah. It becomes a religion. I have to be beholding to this because this is the right side of things. You know, you're yeah. taking a stance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not looking mm-hmm. at it from the center. You're taking a stance. And when you invariably, when you take a stance against something, you're creating the opposition. Just by the nature of the fact that you're taking a stance, one way. You know what? You know what? I hadn't even thought about it that way. That. That makes a, it makes sense that you're actually creating the opposition by taking a stand. Right. Yeah. Right. Well. Right. Right. Yeah, you know, everything is seeking seeking balance. So when yeah. you take a position, there the counterpoint is automatically automatically there just by the nature that you're in that one position. Yeah. Yeah. Create a counterpoint. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. You're just setting yourself up to box yourself. Totally. You know, totally. You know. Yeah. And then. It is wild because a lot of people think that's freedom. I'm free, you know. I'm, I'm and, and they they behold to the fact that they know more than the next person, and they think that that's enough. You know, yeah, I know more is. than the next person. I know more than the person standing <laughs> next to me, or the person sitting on the train. So you know, I've 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 I've, I've arrived. Yeah. They've arrived in a land called delusion. That's that's where they've arrived. <laughs> right. Just another box. It's one box to another box. Is this a, another box that's mm-hmm. probably even more of a box than the other one? Sure, because right. now they're it's arrogant about box. it. Right. Mm-hmm. right. I'm looking down at your box. My box is better than your box. And I'm yeah. looking My down on you for being in that box while I'm in this box. Dad, can beat up your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I remember right. that one. Right. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, it, it's pretty, wow. I mean, when you think about the consciousness of, just think about Earth, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's just take one minute of creation. In one minute in your own world, how many things are changing? Hmm, the air is moving, blood cells are moving, molecules moving, you're, you know, you're walking around. Things are moving, changing. And, and we can't even be aware of all the things that are changing in our own environment for one minute. We don't even know what's happening in the next room next to us. We don't know how much dirt is sitting underneath our fingernails right now. And we're going to tell, you know, the world we know what's going on. I mean, how much, how much activity would be happening in one minute of, of your whole city? All the toilets flushing, all the food being chomped, all the people uh, making love, all the, you know, TV being watched. In one minute, it'd be an incalculable amount of experiences. Now, think of that for the whole mm-hmm. planet. Big, and people are trying to tell me they know something? You kidding me? You don't even know nothing. All you know is what you're, is, is all you're seeing is, is what your thoughts are saying. 
Yeah. You're just seeing thoughts being played out in front of you and thinking that yeah. you know what those thoughts are. <laughs> how? You can't even touch the thought. So how could you even know what it's doing or saying? You can't touch the thought, let taste it, hear it. It's just it's like a it's like a wind or a breeze blowing by you. It's it's it's, it's not tangible. So how could you know something? Right. There's nothing there to know. It's just an right. experience. Right. Yeah. By the time you held on to it, it it changed. Yeah. It's something else. Right. You know, you, it's you know, not yeah, even what it is, right? Else. It's not even that it's it. Not even, right. Right. Yeah. Now, this is the interesting part. This part's interesting. Okay, if we if we just use the duct of reasoning, just we don't need books, we don't need memorization. Just look right now in your physical reality and say, Can I see a start? Can I see an end to each moment? Now each moment's happening right now. So all you need to do is speak and say, one, two, three, four. And as you're speaking and saying each number, that is the now moment. So each number is a now moment. One, two, three, four. Now, if we can't see a, an actual factual beginning or end to, your, to what's going on in each now moment, then that now moment is unlimited. Now, this is, the, this is the clicker right here. If the now moment is unlimited and never happened before, which is the facts, because it's always new. So it's never happened before. How can we use past limited definitions to explain something that's brand new, never happened before, and is unlimited? The now is unlimited and never happened before, brand new. So how can we use past limited definitions to explain something that's unlimited? It's impossible. Right. But that's what we're doing. We're trying to tell unlimitedness that you're limited, and this is how you're going to be unlimited. Uh, this is how you're going to be limited. And if and, and if you're not limited the way I say you're limited, then reality's got the problem, not me. Not me, right? Yeah, God's got the problem, not me. Um, God got it wrong. <laughs> Actually, and why do why do we do that? Why do people do that? Here. They just want to take responsibility for their own creations. Mm-hmm. They just want to be little kids and just, and break things and smash things and say, oh, it, I didn't know, I I didn't do it. I don't care. I, uh, you mean I got to actually take, I actually have to take responsibility for my for my beingness and, my, and where I place my attention? So people, they place their attention. Think of life like a library. You can go inside a library and stand at the entrance and say, hey, what do I want to place my attention on today? There's all these one million subjects from you know watering plants to uh, flying an airplane to learning you know different sexual positions you know Kama Sutra or whatever. So what do I want to place my attention on today? So you go in there and you start reading a book, okay? And and pretty much what we're doing is we're we're placing our attention on on various things in reality, and then playing around in that attention and not and not wanting to take responsibility for where for where we are placing our attention and the results that come from that. Mm-hmm. So we think that we can place our, our attention on darkness, on evil, on greed and all these different things and oh it has no effect. It's just it's it's okay. And it is. It is okay. That doesn't mean that it doesn't have any effect though. Okay? And and people think that that they're sneaky and that they can think things and be sneaky with other people and no one will ever know. 
you know, and they're, oh, they're, they're crafty. I didn't lie. I just didn't tell the whole truth. I just didn't say the whole story. I, did, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't, you know, I didn't lie. They just didn't ask the right question. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's these sort of devious motivations, these untruths, these untruths that are being spoken clearly that are disrupting the... Uh, the coherency, the joy, the balance in our lives. Because we're not being honest. We're not even being honest with reality. We don't even know what anything is, but we're but we are pretending we do. Mm-hmm. You know, pretending that our beliefs. You know, I wrote a little post that's saying, average person thinks between sixty to ninety thousand thoughts a day. Sixty mm-hmm. to ninety thousand. Now, the next day, each day. They're also thinking sixty to ninety thousand thoughts. Ninety-five to ninety-nine percent of them are the same thoughts they had a day before. Okay. Now, if 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 you think of thoughts as pictures in your mind, like imaginations, then people are are, are looking in their minds and seeing the same images in movies and whatever you want to call it. All, you know, every day, all day. Now, what is the quality of those images of those thoughts? What are what are they? What's the quality? And people, that's where people lack awareness. They're they're not even a, watching what they're thinking, or mm-hmm. saying. So we have like an automated computer program spitting out information out of people's mouths and out of their minds. What's the quality of the information? Is it uplifting? Is it freeing? Is it loving? Is it kind? Is it is it is it looking to expand? Is it open minded, or is it judging? Is it Trying to uh, you know build the self uh, uh, righteousness uh, is it imprisoning, condemning, criticizing, uh, you know, hating, and and you just gotta look at the quality, and then you look say hey look at the quality of my thoughts and imagination and say hey look at the quality of my life oh there's 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 a connection, it's not that hard to notice the connection it really isn't it it maybe take you. If you actually take some time, and I'm not talking about you, you know, specifically, I'm just talking in general to everyone. It would take maybe even a day or two, maybe a week, and just notice what they're thinking and notice how people are, how their life is mirroring their thoughts and imagination. It's nothing we need to learn. You just need to observe, just watch. See heaven and and in an, an enlightenment or whatever you want to call it, it's it's right here, it's right now. It's just that we are willingly volunteering ourselves to oppose it. Like full God, creation, heaven, whatever you want to call it, is 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 literally we're literally swimming in. Okay? But we're rejecting it moment to moment with our own ideas. Reality is saying let go of your nonsense and experience, you know, the fullness of what I am. But we're like, nope, I gotta be at work tomorrow at five o'clock. I gotta do this. So, you know, Kathy pissed me off. She didn't give me the rent my money. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, I, I bought some weed and uh, I got, you know, I bought four grams, but there's only two grams here. You no, know, my, you know, dinner wasn't cooked right and whatever. It just goes on and on. It's just nonsense. It's it's, it's us. You. I'll break it down to this in one, in one second. Either life, either you accept every moment, 
every new moment that's never happened before. So either you accept it and thrive, or you reject every new moment and mm-hmm. suffer. That's it. There's no third option. You either accept reality or you reject it. If you accept it, hey, there's no problem. There's no resistance. If you reject it, hey, there's resistance. You're trying to tell a creator, hey, you got it wrong. I'm not accepting you. You don't know what you're doing. You must have made a mistake. Tell me how something that's brand new never happened before in the history of creation can make a mistake. Where's the reference point to say, hey, you made a mistake? Right. Brand new. Right. How can I make a mistake? Right. Brand new. Each moment. Right. How can I make a mistake? There is no judgment. There is no mistake. It mm-hmm. is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, right. It's here. Here it is. Uh-huh. The right. question is, what is it? Right. There's something here right. happening. What is it? Right. Well, you know, if you think about yourself and what you are, what you are, from, from day one to now, if you want to call it, you've been, you know, typically when people come on earth, they come with nothing, a body. Mm-hmm. They have experiences, and they leave with nothing. They don't leave with their money or anything. Just they come, and they get experiences, and they're gone. Okay? Mm-hmm. So all we have is experiences. Do, do, do you all okay. agree? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So all we have is our experience as, as our recollection of ourselves. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, everything okay. that you've ever experienced, including going to a restaurant and, and having a, an amazing waiter or, or, or waitress serve you, um, even even you interacting with them, okay, and let's just say they, you had such a great experience at, at at the restaurant, you left them a hundred dollar tip, and you said I'll never forget you, and they're like, wow, thank you, you made my night, okay. So you go home, and a week later you're you're thinking, wow, I had a great dinner and experience at that restaurant, great waiter, um, and you and you remember this person. Now, when you pass away, okay, this is a hypothetically. You know, 20 years later, that person was a part of your experience, right? They're a part of your experience. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they're part of your experience, then they must be you because you are pure experience. If you are a pure experience, you are experience, and you had experience with them, and they're part of your experience, they must be part of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Because yeah. you are experienced, so they're in your experience. They're inside of you. You are experienced. They're inside of you. So basically, you experience, you appreciate it experiencing yourself. So you paid yourself. Yeah. Every yourself. everything you're looking at is happening inside of you. You are are like invisible experience. Okay, you're like a watcher. You're like invisible experience just watching, and everything is happening inside of you because you're experiencing it. It's happening inside of you. And that way, when you when you pass away, hey, that was your life. That was your experience. And everyone, everything in it, is part of you because it's part of your experience. It's you. You you're never separate from your experience. So how can we say anything in our experience is separate from us? Because we're there to watch it. We're there. We're part of it. A part of it means it's it's together, not separate. So everything we're looking, at, even the sun and the moon, is us. Let me give you a different wording that may conceptualize it better for you. Um, if something is inside of your awareness or you're aware of something, then you're having an experience with it. 
in some way, shape, or form. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Inside your awareness. If something is outside of your awareness, there's no way you would have any awareness or experience with it. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Whatever you're experiencing, you know, sun, the moon, you're, you're going for a walk, if you're aware of it, it must be inside of your awareness. Not outside of it. Inside of it. And if you are, you must be awareness because you're the one watching. So awareness is watching everything that's inside of it. And so that's how big you are. The sun, the moon, your cars, big trucks on through it. That's what's happening inside you and your awareness. So there's no separation because you're you're the washer. You're the one watching it. You're the one making it. You're the one it's happening inside of. Or else you wouldn't be aware of it because it would be outside of your awareness. Uh-huh. So you are pure uh, awareness. And, and, and can you ever describe experience accurately? No. no can't they? It's like an orange. Like, whoa, it tastes like, mm, like an orange. Well, how's it taste? Right. It's all it's right. orangey and orangey and orangey. <laughs> So there's no way to accurately describe experience, and you are a person. So how can you accurately describe yourself and actually believe it? Right. Hey, I'm an asshole. Oh, I shouldn't have said that on the phone. Oh, I'm such a... Oh. <laughs> you can't even describe what an orange tastes like. How can you describe yourself? How can you describe wow. yourself? One or two words, that's it. All of infinity, all your experiences for 30, 40, 50 years, all the deepness that you can't even describe... But suddenly now you can describe yourself with like one sentence, oh, I'm a dumbass? Really? You're just ignoring every experience you've ever had in your whole life and suddenly somehow think that all that experience boils down to you being a dumbass. When you can't describe what an orange tastes like, how can you describe yourself when you can't describe what an orange tastes like? It's, it's nuts. It's just psychotic. It's just delusional uh-huh. beyond all conversation. It's like a trance. It's a spell. It's like a black magic spell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So well, and, and then we, we run our lives based on the people to define us, and we believe that based off yeah. of we Not, give yeah. our power, our credibility, and the fact that you know you like someone. It's, it's the same as telling. It's just as ridiculous as someone being able to lead. I'm going to use your orange as an example. Someone saying, "You say I don't like oranges," and they say, "Yes, you do," and then you yeah. say, "Oh, I guess I do." And so now you like oranges. <laughs> it's the same as someone. Believing what other people say about uh, you is true. How yeah, would you say? Yeah, yeah. How it's they true. It's, it's that ridiculous. Yeah. It's it, it's and and the thing is, is the no. aware, the awareness is so low as to what one is, you know, what one truly is, that they believe anything they hear because they don't know any better, and they don't even want to know better. That's the thing is. Not everyone even wants to know what they are. They just literally want to be slaves. They want others to tell them, tell me what to do, tell me what to think, tell me what to eat. Uh-huh. And that's their life path. That is their life path at this, at this incarnation or for the next hundred or whatever. And that's fine. They're just, that's where they're at. Um, and there's some of her so caught in between the fence who are, who are sort of on the edge, whether they want to take responsibility and be sovereign or not. And there's some who are you know, sovereign, fully sovereign. And there's everything in between. And uh, it, you know, it's part of the master plan of, you know, God's creation, if you want to call it, um, just yeah. to experience itself in every yeah. way possible, from the most ignorant to the most aware ever. Yeah. And it's it's all one being playing all the roles to get yeah. to gain the most experience. 
Um, yeah. So it's yeah. when you're dealing with other people, you're not really dealing with other humans. Mm-hmm. What you're dealing with is a, an infinite, eternal soul, which is, for all intents and purposes, invisible, that is projecting an image, okay, a body or an image, of what it thinks, believes, imagines, or realizes itself to be at that exact moment. It's literally, on the, it's like looking at a miniature version of God, you could say, and, but that miniature version is not aware of that yet. So it, it already, so, it, so it projects an image of what it thinks it is, not really what it is. And so, every, so whatever you're talking to anyone, you're actually talking to an unlimited imagination, an unlimited God imagination, under the delusion that it is something else, and under the delusion that it is the something else that you're actually seeing. They're, you know, I'm Fred, this is, my, how, this is how I look, this is my hair, my clothes. They think they are their imagination when they're really imagining it. So one becomes a slave to one's own imagination rather than imagining. So the difference between living in the past and the now is one is a slave, so the past, one is a slave to information, whether self or generated or other people generated. Okay? And in the now, one is a creator of information, whether it be gathering bits of information from others and compiling it together in a new way or coming up with something completely spontaneously in that moment. That's a creator. You're creating information. You're not responding to information. You're creating it. You're not accepting what someone else says reality is. You're saying, I'm creating it as I go along. That way you're always in control. And I don't mean control is in I want to be in control so I'm not scared that I'm not in control. No, it's, it's, you're, always, you're always creating. It's just a matter of whether you're aware of it or not and whether you're utilizing that creative faculty for your own benefit and the benefit of creation or you're, or you're doing the opposite. You're actually using it for uh, self-serving um, purposes and being selfish and, uh, and being destructive with it. So your, your imagination is is like your, you know, your creator's gift, the God's gift, is for us to create and build our own world, literally. There's no rules. There's no gravity, time, and space that we need to conform to that some scientists said on CNN or something that we've never even met or heard of. We don't even know they even exist. The scientist who said this one thing. We just see it on the news. Oh, this scientist said this. Okay, that's what it must be. Because I'm too, I'm not going to invest any time in my own reality to figure out how it works for myself. I'd rather let someone else do that for me because I'm too busy playing video games and doing whatever I'm doing. So it's, it's just taking a, a moment to investigate your own reality and seeing if these things that you believe about reality, time, space, relationships, food, money, everything, whatever you think you believe, actually investigate it to see if it's valid or not. I mean, if you don't investigate it, then you're... <laughs> You're living someone else's life. You're not living your own because you're not even, uh, you know, you're not even taking an initiative to be a creator. If you want to be a creator, then you just sit in a lineup and, you know, there's uh, millions of people out there who love people who are not creators because they can use them as slaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, trust me, I could, 
I could send whoever wants to be a slave to many different people, and they'll gladly slave them and enslave them any day. You know, call me up. Anyone who wants to be a slave, call me up, because I know a lot of people who would love to slave you. <laughs> so okay. with that, do you, do you think that everyone is supposed to be, quote-unquote, awake at the same time? Is there a well, there is no time, but in, in, the world of, uh, in the world of time, no. Everyone's in their own stage of evolution, of awareness, of what reality is at that moment, what it means to them, how much they've investigated it. And that's just based on their own, again, their own individual will to express themselves as a sovereign being, what, you know, what, what their creator has done. Um, or how it is expressing itself. So right now we we find ourselves in a in a day and age where the forces of truth and illusion are sort of coming head to head, and there seems to be um, uh, a a drawing of the lines, sort of speak, where it's now we're we're at such a level of evolution where those who are walking within truth to a particular degree are now able to clearly discern where untruths are. And they're removing themselves from that matrix and creating whole new worlds and paradigms uh, and sharing that with others for them to uh, move into and inspire to move into new worlds of of, of being a creator rather than being enslaved in time and space and, 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 and information. So that's why I was referring to is one of the things I'm, I'm here to do is to help people forget time and space so they can become unlimited again. And, and the thing is, people are addicted to time and space. They, they, they want to go and, and eat their, uh, you know, their chicken parmesan every week at their favorite restaurant. And I'm going to do it every week. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care about gaining 100 pounds. And it's not about gaining 100 pounds. It, it's about people having ideas in their head that they're so hard stuck on that that idea is worth, to them, worth more to them than actual real living joy, real living truth, real living... They've just forsaken truth for, for, for temporary pleasures that are meaningless because they, they only last a minute or two or, or four minutes or maybe an hour. Yeah, I'll shoot up some heroin and smoke a couple of whatevers. Yeah, paradise. Okay, one hour is over. Now what? Now you're back to hell. Okay, well, either we're going to permanently <laughs> or we're just going to you know, have these little band-aids and, you know, you know, do whatever you can to just distract yourself from, from your own uh, delusion. So people are deluded. They know they're deluded because they're seeking a way out of their delusions through drugs and through physical satisfaction. And it's a never-ending cycle because, you know, our temporary uh, distractions or pleasures are, are exactly that, temporary. So we have a bunch of you know, millions of people walking around temporarily trying to fix their their sadness, their their depression, their delusion with without any method or, or understanding or anything. And they don't even want to understand, a lot of them. And if you do explain it to them, they they will defend the very matrix that is enslaving them. So it it, it takes someone who's very honest with themselves and very aware to to recognize that hey, something needs needs to change and I'm tired of suffering, and I'm open-minded and li- open to listening to something new. And once you are, once you are ready, you don't need to tell anyone. The universe already knows. It just sends you someone 
to help you, to, to show you, train you, to, uh, to give you one thought that can open your mind. It may, it may be a book. It could be one line in a book. It could be one word you hear on a, a television show or radio. It could be just one thing you hear that says, oh, I got it. I, you know, next level. I'm now ready for next level. And that's all it is. It's just an intention within our own hearts to be honest and truthful with ourselves. We don't need to do yoga, exercise, raw food. I mean, these are the secondary things. I mean, that, that may be something that, that your body needs at a, at a particular moment in time, but it's not a permanent thing. It's just a spontaneous thing in the moment, whether you need a vegan meal or a you know, super meat and potato meal. And, I, and I, uh, you know, I go back and forth between whatever my body wants. I want, you know cheesesteak sandwich with potatoes and, you know, a big uh, black forest cheesecake with ice cream after, I'll do it. And my friends will be horrified. Like, what? And, you know, and my body needs it. My body's craving crazy sugar and meat and whatever. And, I, and I'll eat it. And my body seriously feels like it's on ecstasy. I'll eat it and I'll just be exploding with joy on the inside. Because I'm giving my body exactly what it wants. I don't know why it, why it needs that, but it does. But when we have ideas in our head that counteract that, Oh, I want this. Oh, but I shouldn't. Oh, it's, you know, because of this, because of this, because of this. Then we're interfering with the natural flow of creation because we're not being spontaneously in now in the moment. We're not being now anymore. Now we're being, oh, back to the past, back to rules and constrictions. So we're basically missing the point. The whole point to life is spontaneity because it always is spontaneous. It's always brand new each moment. It's always, it's always unlimited, and it's coming out of nowhere. There is no past. So it's not like the now... Is coming out of the past. It's not like nothing, nothingness of the past is is producing somethingness in the future. There's there's no past to even create <clears throat> the now. There's no past to even construct the past. <laughs> so there's only now. And so right now it's happening spontaneously. It's, it's coming out of nowhere. But in order for us to deflect, the, the, I got a question. Oh, hey, hold on one second. I got a question. Sure, go ahead. <clears throat> Oh, sorry. In, in order for us to deflect the fact that everything right now in front of you is spontaneously showing up out of nowhere in real time, we have to create a story called the past in order to explain how we're instantly manifesting everything right now. So right now we're manifesting everything instantly, but we're saying, no, we're not creators, so somebody else must be manifesting it. So then we create a whole story called the past to explain why things are instantly manifesting right now and not taking responsibility for it. We have to create a whole world just to not take responsibility for our creation in the now, called the past. That's that's wow. that's the level of the of the, of the illusion. Wow. Sean, what's your question? Renee. Yes. Have you ever tried psilocybin? Um. Are you talking about the the active ingredient in what you would call magic mushrooms? Yeah, DMT. Well, Whoa, DMT. Did you did you say DMT? Uh-huh. Those are two different things. If you did say that. Okay. Uh, psilocybin. Uh, if you're talking about the magic mushroom active ingredient, yeah, uh, yes, I've tried it on several uh-huh. occasions. Uh, my my chemistry consciousness did not appreciate it. It, it was it was a sense of uh, nausea. Distortion. It was a sense of just distortion. I, you know, I've tried it enough times to know that. Um, however, um, uh, uh, LSD. Uh, yeah, definitely tried that on many occasions, and that seemed to be more of what my 
chemistry consciousness um, was uh, suited for. Um, had, I would say, maybe a couple dozen times I've tried it in my life. Really? Did you did you had you taken the five gram? I mean, knockout dose, not the way you see and shit. You go in different places. Did you go there or you just took recreation? Um, can you repeat the last part again? Uh, one was when when you when you when you experienced it. Did you take like the five gram dose that knocks you out dose, or did you do recreation? What people call recreational dose. Yeah, well, I didn't. I've never done. Are you talking about the 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 mushrooms? Is, is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, the mushrooms. Uh-huh. Oh, you know what? I did not take a, a high amount because right. even on the low amounts, I was feeling nauseated, right. and I okay. thought, you know what? It's, it's not worth me for me to suffer. So I just, you, you right. know, I would stop it. I was like, no, I'm not done. I'm I'm done, and then I would move okay. on to something else or whatever I wanted to do. But um, yeah, you know the I I, ha, I know a lot of people who who do them. Um, there's a couple of things. Uh, there's DMT, which is dimethyltryptamine, and I, I'm sure you've heard of that. If for those who haven't, yeah, the the, the world governments have classified this as a, as a dangerous drug. When it's the farthest thing from that. In fact, DMT is is <clears throat> DMT is an interdimensional stargate. It's a molecule. It's an energy form, and it's it's located in our own minds, in our own pineal glands and brains. And every time when you go to sleep, or even when you're daydreaming, you're releasing DMT, and that's causing the interdimensional stargate in order for you to dream or even daydream. So it's it's natural. In fact, without DMT, you'd die because you wouldn't be able to survive. You you need it for survival. In fact, it's in the very planet, every it's everywhere in the universe. It's, it's hard to, to not find where it is. So it looks like a little crystal, kind of like a salt. It looks like a you know like tan colored, and it's in your, you know it's in your body already. So you you can smoke it or whatever, and you pretty much are are lifting the veil. You're you're lifting the veil of reality. So you're able to see more of the now and less of the illusion. So when people yeah. take it, they see all sorts of beautiful colors and visions and everything comes alive, you know, the plants and trees and the walls, everything just becomes alive, like like a living being. And they're like, oh, my God, like, wow, I'm tripping out. No, you're actually seeing what's really here. You're actually seeing the, how alive, beautiful everything really is. Um, so it's really important when you do take these sort of uh, mind-expanding uh, – energies or substances that one walks into that with the intention of gaining wisdom and and then these uh, these substances can shine can show you all the wisdom they have you know as as a gift of from the creator to you because you're now ready for that and so the, these experiences that you have if you were using them before for recreational purposes will suddenly be different now it will actually have a different quality when you participate with them Exactly. Rather than being just a party thing, you'll actually start getting major insights into right. who you are, how reality works, uh, because right. your intention is actually set in that in that direction. It makes a big difference. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. See, you yeah. answered all my questions. Yeah. Uh, you know, the mushrooms, the LSD, the DMT, these things, because they... They, they they provide a whole new reference point of reality because right. you know, reality changes right. for a, 
you know, whether it's 10 minutes or half an hour while you're on the substance, now you have a whole new reference point. So now reality looks a little different, operates differently. So now your brain can see certain truths that it was overlooking before. And now it can reconfigure its mind to adjust to a whole new level of truth and a whole new level of of reality. So now your mind is expanded. And people's brains literally physically grow grow under underneath uh, certain types of cannabis and psilocybin and LSD and DMT. And, and there's a few other ones, which I won't name right now. But literally, that's why the, these world powers are saying, oh, it's illegal. Because they don't want people to wake up and to have new references to the road of reality. Now, don't get me wrong, there are some things, you know, the some substances that are manufactured with what I would call magic, and they've literally put dark spells into this, these things, these drugs. Uh, one of them is meth. Meth is a, is a drug. <clears throat> it's not really a drug. It's, it's a substance that is designed by black magicians, dark, dark sorcerers, to hold particular negative dark entities and information. So when you take the meth, and not everyone is, is affected the same way, but the, the masses are, they literally become under the spell of of the uh, meth, the what the dark black uh, sorcerers have put in there. And I and I say black, not black as in color, melanin. We're just talking about intention, okay? So mm-hmm. they put spells in there that have rocked you know millions and billions of people. Um, it takes a very uh, focused person to use one of these things for constructive purposes. So there are people who do take math and a few other things to get work done, to to be more productive, to be a healthier uh, person without being addicted to the negative qualities of it. It takes a very rare person to do that. It is possible, though. So I can't say everything is right off the bat is, boom, you know, a negative thing because everything is... It's right. really dependent upon your motivation. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I would never yeah. ever say that any drug is, is a jailable offense. That's crazy. It's nuts. And one of the biggest secrets is this, crazy. guys, is every offense that the you know the, these lawmakers make, they're all it's all based on the presumption that there's something called the past. If you just stay in the now, there's there's nothing for for, for you to attach to. There's nothing. There's nothing for anyone to hold against you because you're always it's always new. The now there's nothing there. Hey, you did this back the you know a week ago. We have it on the video. Uh, back when? A week ago. How? Yeah, I have it on video right here. Time stamped and everything. That's not me. That's you. I'm looking at it. It looks exactly like you. Listen to me. Listen, you're looking at a what appears to be a flat screen with digital ones and zeros, you know, a, a digital image of something on a screen. You're trying to tell me that thing on the screen is me? No, I'm right here. I'm not. I'm not on a computer screen. Look. So, again, right. they're 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 in a trance. They think that a picture, a piece of ID with plastic in a picture, is you. That's you. I'm, it looks exactly like you. No, it doesn't look exactly like me. It looks like a piece of paper with the lamination and ink on it. That's what it looks like to me. Okay, so people are trying to thrust imaginary worlds upon you, and you did it last week. Really? 
So you're trying to tell me that the past exists? Yeah, of course. You talk about it. I've got kids, everything. Really? Okay, well, let's talk about time. Is everything, is every, is every year new? Yeah. Is every month new? Yeah. Is every hour new? Yep. Every minute new? Yep. Every second new? Yep. Is it, is it always new? Yep. Is it, has it ever not been new? Nope. So where's the past then? Oh, oh, my memory. Am I, I guess it's my memory. Is, is, is a memory alive? Is a memory real, living, and breathing? No. So the past not only is not here, it's not even real. It's not even alive. It never was alive. Uh, I guess you're right. But you stole me 100 bucks. Why? Well, because you borrowed 100 bucks from me. When? A week ago. I just thought you told me there was no past. You've already confirmed it's always new, there's no past. So what, which one is it? Is there a past or is there not past? And there's no way they can get around it because it's always new. They can't deny that the news is not new. You, you can't deny that. I don't care who you are. So people are denying, they're, they're literally denying the facts. Everything's new. They, they literally ignore that and go into some old program. Oh, it's old. How? You just bring them back to the news every time, and there's no argument there. I don't care if it's a lawsuit, criminal suit, civil suit. Bring them back to the now. Keep focused on the now. Because once you leave the now, then you're in their world, the past world of, of imagination. And they can imagine anything they want in the past because it's not real. There's, they're in control of, of, of information in the past, but they're not in control of the now. They're not in control of that. Because the now is new. It's unpredictable. It's infinite. And you can't control infinity. How are you going to control infinity? Infinity is controlling you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, <laughs> everything is predicated on an imaginary world called the past. If you, if you take that out of the equation, everyone's free. Where's the problem? Anywhere. Ever. Never. There's never a problem. Because everything's, everything's perfect in the now. It's only unperfect in our minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like... It's, it's you know, interesting I, how um, everything's based off of assumptions and because that's all you really... Again, all you really have is the now. But even when you get in the car and you're yes. going to a specific destination, you assume that the destination is going... I mean, just so much that you assume that when you get there, it's going to be what you're expecting it to yes. be. Yes. We just live constantly in one assumption after the yes. other based off of yeah. what one we feel assumption like leading to another and, what the, and what the amazing thing about our, our power is is that we have the power of creation we have the power of creation so whatever we're imagining from one moment to the next is actually manifesting we're actually looking right. and experiencing and living in our imagination and what you expect and believe and the rules that you have about reality and I don't mean, like, spontaneous rules. Like, I always have people say, oh, if I can manifest, I want a million dollars right now. Okay, I'm waiting. It's not coming. Right. You're, but you must really. be lying. You must be deluded. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, really? You think you're just going to demand a million dollars right now? When you spent 20, 30, 40 years telling yourself there's no way that, that, that you could ever manifest a million dollars. and So, basically, your, your subconscious programming, like the actual you know, computer pro- some computer-generated programming that you program your mind with for 20, 30, 40 years, that's running this show. And your, and, and your consciousness, your, your, your service consciousness, is merely the gatekeeper to what your programs do. So there's two parts of your mind. There's a, there's a supercomputer. Well, there's three parts. I'd say there's a supercomputer 
just behind everything. There's this awesome unlimited supercomputer. And then there's this conscious in front of that, which is like, it's like the instruction, instruction manual for your life. That's the subconscious. And then there's the conscious mind, which is the gatekeeper for the instructions of your life. So you, as information comes in, as you observe it, you say, oh, that's a good instruction. That's a really good, you know, some addition to my, to my master computer. Or you can see information come in and say, no, that's just negative information, negative programming. I'm not going to allow it in. That's what your conscious mind does. It either accepts or rejects information, and then your subconscious organizes it into the way in which you have said it, you want it organized, and then the supercomputer behind that makes it happen, and then reality come, shows up. So we're basically telling reality what it is each moment based on our own imagination of what we have programmed it to be. And it is a program because it, it's mm-hmm. repetitive. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So it's a matter of accessing all of that, consciously accessing the conscious mind fully, the subconscious fully, and the superconscious, superconscious fully, and operating in full awareness of all those simultaneously. That way, all information coming in <clears throat> and out of your mind, you, you're watching. You're, you're keeping guard. Second of all, all mm-hmm. the information in is that you, you now have it organized so it's all working the way you want it to, all your, all your beliefs about yourself and reality all fit together logically, make sense, there's no illogical errors, there's no misconceptions or contradictions, and then you have a supercomputer carrying out that. Now, that's what life's really all about, is about you creating a whole new reality, not responding to someone else's reality and making that part of yours, and when it, when it doesn't even make sense. So it, it, for me, it's a high priority for me to sit down, and w- which I've already done, <clears throat> um, and sort out all my beliefs. I'll get them all out on paper and see if they all make sense and fit together properly. Relationships, finances, spirituality, physical, my, everything. Does it all fit together? Does it all make sense? Most people have never even pondered on this idea. Now, if, you're, if, if your core beliefs about life or ideas about life are not logical and don't make sense, then everything else in your life is not going to make sense. And you're, and, and, and you're going to wonder why. Because your, your, your core belief system is illogical, and you haven't even investigated to what it is. You haven't even looked at it to see what contents are even in your mind that are even creating your reality to begin with. So we need to like, literally become scientists and explorers of our own mind, our own reality, to see what, how it works. Because if we don't know how our own reality works, we don't, we're, we're lost. We're, you know... It's just a joke. So we, we ought to, I mean, we ought to take stock and say, hey, you know, if you, if you buy a house, are you going to just go in one room and not even explore the other rooms? That's crazy. Of course you are. Same thing in your mind. You're going to live in your mind for 40, 50, 80 years and not even look around in there, see what's going on? I mean, that, but that's what's going on. The people are ignoring themselves. Why? How? How can you ignore yourself when you are yourself? <laughs> How could you even get to a point of ignoring yourself when you are yourself? It, how, how can that even happen? But it is happening. That's the strange delusion. It's just, it's so weird from my perspective. It's just, it's like I'm in Twilight Zone or something, an episode of Outer Limits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty much what it's like. Because the truth is so obvious okay. to me, it isn't even requiring effort. 
It doesn't require any, um, any, anything to do, anything to memorize. I just look with my own eyes. There it is. Everything's new. Everything's infinite. There we go. Done. Everything, everything's love. People are like, well, there's no love anywhere. I'm like, really? Well, let's just think about what holds creation together. Do you think hate is, 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 is holding molecules and atoms together? Do you think hate's doing that? Clearly not, because hate separates. Hate pushes things apart. So it's not hate doing it. Is it neutralness? Is it, is, is it a neutral force holding reality together? Well, I don't think so, because neutral wouldn't care. Neutral wouldn't even have a, a blueprint to even hold on to, because it doesn't care. It's neutral. Okay, so it's got to be something that holds things together, uh, an attractive force. Uh, And it's got to be love, because love holds things together. It's the only thing that holds things together. Only thing. So everything must be love. And everything's now, and everything's infinite. End of story. Anything other than those three things, unlimited freedom, unlimited now, unlimited love, must be an illusion because these are only three things that exist. If you just observe, if you just look, just observe with your own eyes. And, and, and that's the beauty of it. There's, there's no memorization. There's no books, no techniques. There are techniques uh, in, in terms of uh, uh, something that you will develop all, along the way of your, your journey to awakening in terms of different uh, creative ways to, you know, to navigate reality, if you want to call it. But... Uh, these techniques are just spontaneous. They're not preconceived because we don't know what's going to happen next. So these, so these preconceived techniques, right. you know, are, they got to be used with discernment. Definitely. Right. So people are, basically, we're, we're, we're creating whether we are aware we're creating or not. Yes, so we're always who, creating. It's a matter of are you aware of it or not, and, and once you do become aware of it, you know, change uh, Realign uh, your focus to something that's use your imagination to benefit you rather than to harm you. You know, use it for your benefit because we have imaginations, and these imaginations are a gift from the Creator for us to create ourselves. But we're just creating nightmare worlds instead of amazing, beautiful worlds. You think the Creator put us here to to create wars and and destruction? On one level, yes. On a very subtle, high level, yes. Because everything is the Creator. However. That does not mean that us who have complete freedom of soul cannot make a decision to ignore that we are the creator and everything else is the creator. And then we say, oh, everything is not the creator. Everything is not God. Everything is not me. It must be someone else. And they hurt my feelings, so screw them. I'm going to show them what's all about. I'm going to get them fired from their job and blah, 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 blah. And you're just forgetting, hey, everything's now. Everything's new. Everything's love. And you get caught in this world of the past in which you're... You know, your alleged feelings got hurt, and it's all this nonsense. So in order for us to create the illusion of the past and all these different things, we had to create a character. We had to create a character for us to play a part in the past. That's what you call your personality. Okay? And all your likes and dislikes and, and your opinions, oh, I ate Chinese food, and <clears throat> oh, I like big dragster cars, and oh, you know, I like sappy movies. I don't like those adventure movies, and... You know, you just get all these little preferences and opinions and, you know, and, and all these one-liners, eh? Yeah, yeah, I can run pretty fast. Yeah, I like lasagna. 
no, I don't like this nut. You just build these little one-liner definitions about yourself that hey, is you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just, and you just run your whole life based on these little one-liners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just, you know, you're 40 years old, and you're like, man, is there more to life than this? There's got to be more to life than this. You know, but you just limited your mind to these, these you know, maybe 100 statements that you pretty much re- re- repeat to yourself over and over again. Well, that guy's now so always fat, ugly. Oh, look at that. Oh, like when you meet someone. Like one of the biggest things I, I noticed is when I used to meet someone, when I was uh, more attached to ego consciousness, I was always looking for something from them. What can I get from them? Mm-hmm. How good looking are they? Mm-hmm. Oh, look at her boobs. Look at her butt. Look at her face. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I wonder if she's attracting me. Or, you know, uh, what can I offer her? Maybe I have something to tell her. Well, I want to show her, you know, there's some sort of wanting or giving. There's some sort of tension there. But in this in awake state, there's nothing. You just you just like oh, here's another soul. It doesn't care. You don't matter how they look. Nothing. You don't even want anything. Them. You just like accept them fully with no motivation. Nothing. You're just you're clear. There's no more yearning for anything. And everything becomes so much more clear. You're not distorted by your own desires or or emotions anymore. Or even uh, mental images of what you think they are or not. You're just, they're there, they're brand new, and you're just responding to that with, with no attachment. And in that state of non-attachment and of complete acceptance, it's where magic happens. You know, I went to swimming the other day with a friend of mine, and we go, you know, all the time. And one day we went there, and she's like, oh, it's going free, yeah, it's going free, just have a good time. You know, and... <clears throat> That didn't have to happen. However, when one is constantly in a state of giving and openness and, and, and lovingness, then reality responds. It just responds. You know, I had a, you know, there's many circumstances. I'm not going to get into details, but, you know, reality is one. So when you're one with it, you're one with it, and it's you, and you know it. So you just love it, and it loves you back because there's no choice. Either you hate it or you love it. <laughs> And, you know, hating it is this delusionary because, because we're the ones creating our own reality. So I just chose one day, I said, you know what, my whole life story, if I really think about it, I've just been sitting there narrating my whole life. I've been sitting there, you know, each year talking, thinking, strategizing, trying to build this, you know, understanding of reality in my own head. And I think back to all my, or allegedly think back to all these experiences, and I say, you know what, all these all these experiences in my whole life are, they're just a story I've been telling myself. So what if I told myself a different story, or if I look at myself right now and say, hey, my whole life is a story, would I, if I had the chance to rewrite a whole new story, would it be better than this one? And I thought to myself, yeah, of course. I'd write a way better story. So I actually said, okay, well, I'm going to do that. And I sat there and I wrote a whole new story of how I want my life to operate and the limitations or unlimitations and I wrote down it's about four pages and it's it's perfect I mean I've you know I've analyzed that a million times over and out of about 70 something 74 instructions I put on this roughly in that area you know over 40 of them have manifested and I mean things of beyond time and space things you know not, not things within earth I'm talking like things that you know, like like superpower kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And I was only because I just wrote it down. I said, "Hey, there it is. 
this is my new story. And I just looked at it and I said, yeah, I, I, I love myself enough to, dis, to deflect all the delusion and focus only on the story. And, you know, it's happening because that's all I'm focusing on and that's all I'm manifesting. If you're not focusing on, you know, on pain and, and limitation, you're just not going to get it because you're not focusing on it. You're not creating it. So I'm only creating what I want. And we're like creators. We're like magicians. We could just sit down and think of anything we want and just make it happen. The question is, is are you aware that you could do that? And do you want to do that? And if you do want to do that, do you, you know, are you clear on what you'd want to create? Are you free of distortions to create a distortion-free reality? That's the question. Are you free of distortions to create a distortion-free reality? I am. I can show others. If if that is something that is it of interest to them, and they're serious, but if they're not, then the the past will gladly accept you into the world of distortion or anyone. It's been doing it for eons, so one more edition, or it's not even an edition. You know, it's just a matter of letting that go or not. Because there's nothing there to even add. The past line real to even add. It's just an illusion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, you know, when we're talking about being reborn again, people think, oh, I'm going to, you know, get blessed with water or get some energy initiation or some gurus mm-hmm. and come and tap me on the head and I'm going to become enlightened. I don't know what people are thinking. But it, it has to do with waking up to what, what really is happening right now. Not what they think is happening, what is happening. And that's all. It's now. It's not in the future. It's not a. It's not a yoga class. It's not in a Kundalini class. It's not in. A, you know. In a, you know the. Uh, since the topic is on uh, psychedelics and psilocybin and whatnot, you know these things can, again, uh, create a new reference point. So you can say, ah, oh, reality. You know the way I've been looking at it before. You know this is a new way. This is a, these new feelings. Look at the way I feel. Look at look at. There's something more to reality. Like this is. These substances are opening my mind up to new versions of reality that I just, I just was unaware of before. So having these new reference points, if you use them properly for constructive purposes, you can accelerate your awakening tremendously. However, that is not when one takes the substances, um, the revealing substances, one must be in a state of open to receiving, not with an intention, oh, I'm going to become awakened or enlightened. And I know even at the very high levels of consciousness uh, that souls, people on earth, still believe, still at the most fundamental level of the ego, want a magic pill. They do. Even, mm-hmm. I even found myself, even in a very high awakened state, there's the, an urge for the ego to say, oh, it, you know, it, it, it's just around the corner. Oh, you know, God or awakening is just around the corner. You just got to do the right thing and that's it. It's, just, it's always in the future. It's always around the corner. That's the trick. It's never around the corner. It's never in the future. It's always here, right now. You're just overlooking it. That's it. You're overlooking it in the now moment. It's always here. You're the one, able to, you're the one who's watching. You're the one who created time and space. That's why we can look at clocks and say it was 5 o'clock. Because we made it. We made time. <laughs> and we disagree upon it. What's that? And we just kind of agree. That whole collective consciousness is really sure. like the illusion by, that we agree on. By, right. Yeah. So the, the biggest factor 
is that people think it's a cliche. Oh, you create your own reality. They think it's a nice cliche or a euphemism. They don't understand, and, you know, that's fine. I, I'm not blaming anyone. They don't understand that it's real. They, that really means something. It really, what you think, what you, the rules, gravity, time, space, these rules you think are real, that they'll govern the universe, you are dreaming them up with your own mind right now. Like when you change your mind, you actually change the physical, physical substance of your reality. Mm -hmm. So with that, so talk about... um, like disease. Sure, disease when is... You go to, which has always bothered me, like when somebody goes to, let's say they go and get a, you know, like for me, what particularly bothers me, the whole breast cancer thing. Yes. Like everybody has to go get a regular screening and, you know, if you're, you're fine one day and then you go get this screening and then the next day, although nothing physically has changed, they tell you that you have this, disease and you believe it and so therefore your body responds to sure. it because you were fine the day before. Yep. And now you're sick and you need all of this, you know, medication and chemo and all that. Basically because you have bought into the idea that these people know more about you than you have. And yeah, it, you create it. Yeah. It's you could think of it this way. Think of your, you know, all of reality as like a blank canvas, a blank computer, waiting for instructions. It's just waiting for instructions. Your mind. Okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? Okay. So whatever you say is an instruction. Whatever you accept is an instruction. It doesn't matter what the instruction is. Your mind will, hmm. is your 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 supercomputer will carry it out. I don't care if the instruction is that you're going to be Superman and, and be able to fly through the air by the age of 40. If you believe that, it will happen. There's mm-hmm. no question about it. Believe so whatever we accept as part of our reality, yeah, uh-huh. bound to right. manifest one way or another. And, and, and if it's something delusionary and negative based in lack, based in, our, in our, based in us being limited and not infinite and not in the now – you know, and not unconditional love, then we're going to accept something that is going to be uh, not in our favor. Or, sorry, I wouldn't say not in our favor. Mm-hmm. This is not in our highest preferences, mm-hmm. you know? And that's yeah. our choice. We accepted the limitation or delusion yeah, or whatever. Exactly. I had a doctor tell me, you know, many years ago that by the time age 40, you know, you need... You need you know, lose your sight, you need glasses, and this and that. And and at the time, when the person said that, I was upset. I was upset that they were trying to tell me what my future held, you know, trying to program me to have glasses. And, and, and I know from their perspective, they, they thought they were just being realistic. Uh, but for me, limitation mm-hmm. is not realistic. And I just, I, I refuse to accept it. And it's something that, that we either accept or don't accept based on, on what we believe we are or what we feel we're worth. Right? right? So mm-hmm. it's it really boils down to this soul power, this awareness, this spark of love and joy that each of us has within ourselves, this innocent tenderness, this this kind, gentle, loving 
full accepting soul, like we were. Uh, most of us were when we were children. We, we, you know, everything was like amazing. It was like a brand new living experience. It was you didn't care about anything. Uh, so these judgments, we as we enter the the past, you know, uh, we we exit the childhood now, and enter the land of the dead of the past. Then we then we have problems. Now let me give you one of the biggest problems. I mean, this is probably one of the biggest secrets in the entire universe, ever. And I'm going to tell it to you right now. And it's not a secret, but it's 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 hidden. Okay. Seriously, this is so significant, you have no idea. Okay. The reason why people are suffering and have a lot of, a lack of physical energy, even emotional, spiritual energy, I don't care any energy, listen to this. This is going to make so much sense. In the world of the past, there's nothing alive there to give life because it's not existing. Do you agree? Yes. If your if your attention is focused on the past, which is not alive, there's no living life. There's no air to breathe. There's no you know, there's no one to kiss. There's no one. There's no food there. There's no water to drink. There's nothing in the past. If your if your attention is there on something that's not alive, where are you going to get your life force from? Mm. You're not. You're actually giving it away. You're right. actually losing it because yeah. there's nothing alive there to even give you life. Yeah. There's no life force in the past to give yeah. you nourishment. Right. You're, you're, you're literally focusing on death and right. wondering why you're low in energy because you're not focused on right. life, which is now. Right. right. Yeah. That's brilliant. You're right. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and I'm telling you, when right. you start focusing in now, then all that childhood energy, where your kids can run around for five hours and not break a sweat, that comes back. Mm-hmm. You know, and your physical, right. the use of your body fully, not partially, fully comes back. You can be ambidextrous. You could you can write with both hands backwards, forwards. Doesn't matter because you have full control over your over your body now because you're now here occupying it rather than dreamland. Mm-hmm. And your senses all become alive. You know how ice cream used to taste amazing when you're a kid, and you're like, it just doesn't taste the same anymore. You know, they don't make it the same way they used to. No. It's just that your senses have been dulled down so, I'm talking like 99.99%. Your, your, your senses have been dulled down. When you wear it now, they just become alive again. Everything tastes amazing. Like it's the first time you've ever eaten it. Each ice cream is like, oh, my God, can it get even better than this? It does. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it has everything the first time you take like this, it back, I think, yeah. at that time. So it is new. Okay. Yeah. You basically merge with your senses. Rather than sensing things, you become the senses. So right. it's, Either that or, or Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or what? It's either that or Alzheimer's. It's not like you just have that oh. or Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Life just becomes a delight again. It just becomes like a right. magical venture into new experiences and new. Right. Yeah, it just becomes, you know, everything that, everything that life was is missing comes back again. And you're like, hey, you know what? 
it never even went anywhere. I'm the one who removed myself from the presence of magic and love and infinity and God. By my delusion of the past and stories and judgments, and you're like, oh, man, I just, I'm the one who's been doing all this. I'm, you know, and not that there's a problem or you're, or you're judging, but you just realize you were just focusing on an illusion. You, you literally were, were looking at the truth, but thought it wasn't the truth. Because of the because the delusion told you it was not the truth, and everyone else around you is under the same delusion, just reinforcing the delusion. So you literally have to go against society, society against your family. And I don't mean against as in fighting. I just mean you have to hold your, your your sovereign truth in the face of all opposition, in order for you to see the truth. Because it, if if the truth was obvious, everyone would be seeing it. And it is obvious. The, the thing is, that what's, what's not obvious to people is that they're not being authentic. They're not being themselves. Right. If you are yourself fully, right. then everything makes sense because you're not, you're, not, you're not hiding from anything. And reality is you. So just accept you and you'll accept all reality. And it will just be amazing. Because you have to live with yourself for the rest of your life. You have to. So you might as well make the best of it. You might as well... Say, hey, I'm going to start to be friends with myself. I'm going to start to love myself. I'm going to make myself my best friend because I have to live with myself for the rest of my life. I, I, I only have two choices, to accept myself fully or not accept myself fully. I mean, accept myself fully and thrive or do not accept myself fully and, and suffer. That's it. There's no third option. People, you know, one day you'll get better. One day you'll get better? Really? One day when your imagination says you'll get better or when you'll just... Like, how do people just rationalize these random statements like that? One day get better, and then just forget it. Really? Have you, ever, have you even thought about that? Thought about that statement, what that means? One day. Well, so not today. No, so someday other than not today, you'll be better. Someday. Like, what kind of logic is that? What about to actually stand and, you know, it's just vague. People's realities are so vague. Because their thoughts are so vague. Mm-hmm. Their ideas are so vague. Their right. realities are vague. They don't even, they're just overlooking everything. Mm-hmm. So when, you're, when your belief system, if you want one, is, is precise, is logical, it, it accounts for every circumstance to make sense perfectly and keeps you in your state of natural being, pure love, freedom, joy, infiniteness, then you're on the right track because you are actually being authentic. You're actually being yourself. When you're not yourself, that's when problems arise. That's why when 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 we imagine things about ourselves, our one-liners, you know, oh, it's, it's a good day. I'm doing good, and just these one-liners, these these are nothing compared to the infinite. So to even define yourself by a one-liner, or even a hundred lines, or even a million pages, can never describe the actual real living experience of being you. No matter how many pages I write about an orange and what it tastes like, it, it's not, it means nothing in comparison to eating the real thing and experiencing it. No matter how, I could have read a billion pages just having an orange. It, it's still meaningless until you actually eat the orange. So everyone, we have ability of walking around thinking about themselves, thinking about who they are, what's going on. Rather than just being who they are, which they already are. They already are themselves. So why do you need to think about yourself if you already are yourself? I mean, 
it, again, it just it just defies logic. It just doesn't even make sense. That's a water. You know, in a, in in a glass of water and ocean. Mm, I wonder. I wonder what I am. You know, maybe I'm that car over there. Maybe I'm that bird or flying over there. Maybe that's mm-hmm. what I am. Rather than just right. Oh, I'm water. Just yeah. look. Accept it. Done. You know, all mm-hmm. the wisdom of water is in water. All the wisdom of you is in you. It's just when you refuse to accept your own wisdom or your, yourself that you lack your own self-awareness. I mean, all this knowledge, all this wisdom is is inside of you, you of everyone. We just need to look around in our rooms, you know, that we haven't opened the doors to. You know, there's, you know, you you, you imagine it has ten rooms. You've only been in one. You've only been in a corner of one room, staring at the wall. The whole time, corner of one room, staring at the wall, right. hearing others right. talk about reality. Right. Hey, this is what the other room looks like. Hey, this is mm-hmm. what the other room looks like. And you believe in them. Rather than go and look for yourself, oh, yeah, cool. You believe. It's your own house. Right. Yeah. But you're not going to go look. You let other people tell you about your own house rather than, Google, rather than go looking. That's kind of much the, the, the analogy of what, what's happening. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a question about aging. Like, yeah. what is physically aging? Is that our again? Is that nothing. the collective it's consciousness? Just we're supposed to get you old, or is that your way of kind no, of making it? Aging is strictly you believing that aging occurs and believing that okay. it occurs at this particular pace, based on time, based on what other people are aging. It's just a belief system. It's it, it's just you're not even the body, anyways. So you can't age. Only the body appears to age because you believe that it that it can age. Mm-hmm. It's just a belief system. That's it. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know. And again, it's okay. it's all based on the past, right? Aging, past, time. Right. There's no time. I'm trying. You know. Right. I am right. telling people there is no time. Okay. You know. Right. And and physical matter. What is physical matter other than you know? Uh, Oxygen, calcium, nitrogen, a bunch of elements flying through space that are 99% empty. The, and I don't mean right. space empty. I mean the molecules and atoms are empty. Right. right. Flying through space, arranging themselves spontaneously on the fly in the shape of a human body. That's trillions of cells flying every moment through space, creating the shape of your body. That is man. That is mind-blowing. And, mm-hmm. and, and each moment, there's billions of truths still flying in and out of the body, just creating this blueprint of the shape of your body. What's holding that blueprint together? What's holding that shape in that particular shape together? Something is very intelligent is operating here in reality, very intelligent, enough to create your whole body and every atom and molecule, make it all work together perfectly in each cell has over 100,000 body processes. Each cell, 100,000. And who created those 100,000 processes? And who even created the cell? Who even, who even drew, like, someone had to create the physical structure of the cell. Mm-hmm. Detail by detail, like, literally created, like, like a painting. Who, who can do that? Who can who can create on such a huge scale from your atoms to galaxies all in the now time, all with perfect precision? 
never making an error, infinite, can see it from any angle you want. What can do that? What can do that? That's what we're in the midst of, that we're living in. That's a miracle. That's beyond a miracle. That's what's really happening. And that's that's not even that's nothing. Even my words are just molecules of grains of sand compared to real experience of that. It's just it's so the job of the ego is to minimize the significance of every moment to make it seem less than what it is. That's the job of the ego. To minimize the significance of every mm-hmm. moment. Because if if you, if that wasn't there, you would just be blown away every moment. You you wouldn't be you'd be like you couldn't believe it. You'd just be like the ego well, you believe the baseline, though. You know what I mean? The base, it, that's you, the baseline. The ego that's the representative of just the baseline of humanity. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So you hold into that. That's that's in place because that's the only thing holding you here. Sure. <laughs> you know? I do want to make a distinction though between what I would call the lower and the higher ego. Lower ego being the animalistic, unconscious desires of mm-hmm. a creation, and the higher ego being, you could say, the ego that is now under the direction of the soul. Right. Okay. Which is which includes, and I mean, the ego. The ego is an individual expression of the infinite. So, without ego, there's literally merging with the infinite. And you can even go beyond even that into where you know, there's complete individuality is gone. So we, you don't probably you know you you don't want to go there because then there's no experience to be had per se you know um, at this moment. Um, so within this egoness, you, you you could say that your light body you know your ascended body per se could be uh, is a reflection of the higher ego. Because it's your, it's an individual expression, yet it is at one with the whole. But you need the individuality there. So that's what the ego is. It's, it's a sense of individuality. The, the problem is, is when the ego is, is when one is operating under the rule of the ego. Okay, then there's a problem. But when one, when one becomes friends with the ego and, and they work together, soul and ego work together, then you have the upper and the lower emerging. That's where the David comes in, you know, the the center point of that. Right. And, uh, above, as above, so below, female and male, right. emerging in the middle. So that's right. what we're looking at. So I, I want to make people aware of you don't want to get rid of the ego. You don't want to destroy it. You merely want to include it in the right. infinite uh, world that you are operating and you want it to do what it does best for your own benefit. And so you've got to make friends with the ego. Understand it. Understand the ego. All the ego wants is to be understood. Once you understand it, there's no more problem anymore. Because there's no more confusion anymore. You know, it's, it's our lack of engaging in our, in our, in our ego or in our, in, our, in our mind and ourselves, our lack of discovery, our lack of you know, looking there and saying, hey, what's going on there? That's the problem. We're just we're just not looking. We're just avoiding the obvious. We're, we're mm-hmm. avoiding the obvious. That's the problem with all all of our problems come from that from avoiding the obvious. Is oh, truth is already right. here. It's 
steady here. It's not like it, it, it left us for 20 years and, and it's going to return. No, right. Here. We left it. We left the tree. Right. It didn't leave us. There you go. Right. Well, I'm going to um, it's kind of remind of our illusion of time yep. <laughs> has flown by. Yep. And we only have about eight minutes left, so I'm going to give you, Renee, a chance to um, give the listeners a chance to know if they want more information, if they want to reach you, if they want to know what you're doing, what you're working on, product services, can you give them and us um, some information on how to reach you or learn more about your products or services? Sure. Um, for those who are... Uh, I'm not aware. I, you know, I'm not even sure if I said my full name at the beginning, or or even you did. But uh, it's Renee Hamilton. That's the my Earth name. <laughs> R E N E Hamilton. And uh, my <clears throat> I have a YouTube channel and a web and uh, a website. YouTube is YouTube.com/forward/slash/InnerSoulTech. That's inner as in inside. I-N-N-E-R-S-O-U-L-T-E-C-H, Inner Soul Tech. And the website is www.innersoultech.com. Once again, I-N-N-E-R-S-O-U-L-T-E-C-H. And uh, I'm invented a technology called Quantum Nano Vortex Technology, which is basically kind of similar to Nikola Tesla, in one respect, in the fact that my all my uh, um, products extract electrical life force, uh, raw life force energy out of the atmosphere and and, and uh, create a interdimensional vortex through our to my products, which basically feeds your life force essence with this raw life force, which your body then can use in any way it, it wants to or needs to for its own purposes. So I will give you an analogy of what I mean by that. Some people have a really bad cold or flu or something. And we all know we have white blood cells and red blood cells. The white blood cells help uh, deal with, and, and, red, and red blood cells as well, but mostly white, help deal with uh, removing and neutralizing uh, sicknesses and pathogens and viruses and whatnot. So imagine you, you have... Uh, 100,000 white blood cells, just a, a random number, uh, in your body currently. And you need 200,000 to get over this illness, but you're only at 100,000. So what if I was to dump 1 billion more white blood cells in, into your body? Then your body would be uh, you know, full of white blood cells, have all the resources it needs to deal with whatever it needed to do. So similar to that, that's what our pendants do. Or, and, and products that I make is it, it floods your body with such extreme life force that your body now has the resources in order to deal with whatever it needs to do. And one of those things that our pendants do is, and products do is help deal with electromagnetic um, stress uh, and uh, microwave radiation, radio radiation coming from uh, TV, satellite, microwave, phones, mm. Internet, Wi-Fi, all these things are bombarding the, your your body and vehicle, and your body spends a lot of time, and your mind spends a lot of time removing and deflecting these these energies and and information that is not useful to you. So when you wear some of our products or use them, it puts up an like an invisible force field that that blocks all the stuff out of your perception, out of your awareness, out of your 
of your soul space and allows your body and feeds your body with high amounts of life force. So it allows it to sort of take a break of defending itself and now it's in the uh, rejuvenating mode per se. And so this, in, this energy is infinite. It's all around us and it's inside of us right now. It's just that many of us have not trained ourselves in order to recognize it and use it, use, use, utilize it properly for our own benefits. So that's all I'm doing is redirecting everyone's awareness from destructiveness, from illusion, to constructiveness, to beneficial truth. I'm just redirecting everyone's attention. And I've, and I've developed products to do that. Uh, one's called a manifestation plate that I've designed that literally connects your consciousness up with the, the matrix, if you want to call it, and uh, allows you to manifest um, whatever you desire at, at, in, in the world of time and space at an accelerated pace. You know, for, for some people, it's instantly, within seconds or minutes. They've, they've had phone calls offering them things or jobs or money or relationships or things they've been waiting for 20 years to happen, happen the, the next day. It's just mind-blowing because of the uh, way I have uh, constructed these products. You know, it's, it's operating on an on a interdimensional level that bypasses a lot of these uh, poor programs in our minds that, that are uh, keeping us from uh, experiencing all that we want. So literally, my manifestation plate on my website it amplifies your 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 desires, your thoughts into the matrix billions of times more powerful than they normally are. So what you want to happen happens very quickly. And so one, you know, people need to be very specific about what, what they want because I've had people tell me and tell me that well, they weren't very specific about what they wanted, and they got it, but it wasn't the right way they wanted it. So, you know, these are tools we have available to us and they're not going to take you to enlightenment. However, they're tools to help, help, help get you there quicker, to help you reach, uh, to realize what is true and what's not um, through your own direct experience. And I always tell people that, sure, we don't need any of these things. However, we don't need cars either. I mean, we can walk from L.A. to New York. Sure, it might take you a year, but you'll get there. You know? And people will say, hey, well, you know, we invented cars, so we can get you there quicker. Good. You know, you take a car. Mm-hmm. Some guys invent a bike. I'll get you there. Right. It's a slower. So all these things get you somewhere quick. Um, you know, a Learjet, you get uh, LA or you get there in a half hour. Mm-hmm. So my my tools just get you there quicker. They're not gonna get you. They're not gonna take you there by themselves. You gotta operate it. But it's it's cutting it's cutting corners that don't they're not necessary. And so things just happen quicker because we're just, I'm, I, I'm just cutting out all the garbage in, in between. And um, I would suggest people to use these tools because they're, they're resonating at an extremely high level of purity and energy, which can really benefit you and, and, and make this a lot easier and, and let, us, uh, let our bodies do what they do best and heal and rejuvenate rather than create horror stories and nightmare worlds to live in and respond to. So... Um, yeah, I also do you know one-on-one training and talking and consultation and lectures and stuff. So, anyone who wants to call or talk, just you know go to website, go to a contact form, and um, call or email. Better yet, even sign up for our newsletter and get uh, information, free videos, offers, uh, lectures, uh, everything. So, just, yeah, InnerSoulTech.com. 
And I want to thank all of you for having me on to uh, be channels for you know the Most High and 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 sharing this with everyone because you know this is this is the time this this is where we all come together as a family and we all work together to create this new world that we want to live in and we all uh, you know recognize that we're all creators and we're all here to help each other and live together in joy and and that's all I'm interested in is, is truth and uh, you know it it's it's now time for for truth to shine and for it to show what it's made of rather than this world of delusion that we've all been um, subject to. So, you know, it's, it's just a great awakening and it's, it's amazing. We're all blessed to be here. Thank you so much. I want to thank everyone. We're going to lose the live listeners in like two seconds. Thank everyone for listening. Um, we're going into the archive time right now, but I do want to go ahead and um, just kind of close out. Um, Sean, you have any last questions or comments? No, I mean, no, no, this is cool, though. This is cool. This is real cool. (laughs) Yeah, very. Aaron, any last questions or comments? Absolutely love the way you likened having less energy to to being invested in something that is dead, non-existent, versus having more energy because you're invested in that which is going on and truly alive beautiful and I've never heard it put like that and it just has me thinking about so many things so thank you for that Boy, uh, freedom is at hand <laughs> yes. Is, yeah yeah yes thank you for this I've, I've learned a lot and it's really allowed me to think about some things that I have feel attaching myself to that I might not have necessarily thought about or realized but the whole attachment to the past and um, the assumptions I make of the future and all of the things that I'm still very much in and attached to that now that I am a- aware of, I can yeah. you know, basically gain some understanding so that I can, I can yep. be a more conscious creator. So, Absolutely. Thank you, Renee. I, I just want to say one last thing. You know, it's, it's, this is a different caliber. This is a different approach at what's happening here that a lot of people haven't heard of before. They think, you know, there's some, uh, like a like a magical event is going to happen that's going to lift someone into enlightenment or something. That is not the case because if one is, if one is mind is, is distorted by illusion, no matter how much truth is around you, you're not going to see it. Right? And we're already in the truth. So it's not like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's magical whatever and boom, that's it. No, this is just wake up. Once you wake up, it's, that's it. <laughs> There's no right. more problem anymore. So right. uh, people need to realize this is right. real. This is not a joke. This is not a you know a fairy tale. This is not a new age float in the clouds thing. This is it's real and it's right now and it's it's always here. So I'll just leave that with everyone. Yeah. Well, thanks again, and we definitely will have to do this again today. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, so hopefully, everybody, thank you for those of you who are hanging on on the on the phone line. Um, had a couple listeners that from Blue Click on Facebook, so join us on Facebook. This will be in the archives on iTunes and on Blog Talk Radio. So listen anytime, and um, you can look up Renee on on Facebook or on YouTube or uh, or in sign up for the newsletter. Yeah, so thanks yeah, everyone. Until go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say uh, definitely add me on, on Facebook as well for anyone out there, Renee Hamilton. Yes. Yeah.
and he's, he always has extremely interesting stuff on Facebook. So if you're on Facebook, <laughs> definitely look up Renee and look up the Blueprints. We'd love to have your input there also. Yes. So and thanks, everyone, and until next time, thank be well. Late. Yeah.